Hey guys, it's Alfredo. And this is Brian. And this is Film Purgatory. So thank you guys so much for joining us this week. This week we're going into another double header. Double header. Magical double header. Brian, you, you know any magic tricks? I know one. Which one? The hit it and quit it, baby. Oh, or you disappear. Shit. You degenerate ass. <laughs> Magic, magical week this week. Uh, we're not talking about Disney. We're talking about actual magic movies or movies related to magic. Eh, somewhat. Or illusion. Illusion. I like that word better. How about, how about mind tricks? Because yeah. I like to think magic. the best magic tricks are mind tricks. I don't know, man. I, I, I like magic tricks. Bro, when when Armando pulled out that... that that ash trick and scarlet's that was crazy. that was the great that was a mind trick magic I, trick whatever you want to call it i don't know what to do i ran away i don't know how he did it but regardless uh this week we're talking about the prestige and the illusionist two very similar movies came out the same year and they have to do with the same subject yeah. somewhat uh freely you can say o- off topic but I wanted to touch upon that because I remember when these movies came out and, you know, I'm, I'm obviously a huge fan of The Prestige. That's my 1A or 1B favorite of all time, you know. Right. And then The Illusionist was also a pretty good movie. Unfortunately, not as good in any right. facet, but right. it is worth the watch. Not just in the magic top theme or genre, but just in general. It's a good movie. Right. Uh, but the timing is important. Mm. They couldn't have timed this any worse. Well, The Illusionist came out sooner than The Prestige. The Illusionist came out August 18th, 2006, and The Prestige came out October 20th, 2006. So, technically, The Illusionist came out first. It just so happens that The Prestige was the more successful out of the out of the two. So basically, only more props to Christopher Nolan, yeah. Hugh Jackman, Christian Bale, overcoming Scarlett Johansson, Michael right. Caine. Should I keep going? Yeah, we'll save it for later. The the girl from uh, I forgot her name, Rebecca Hall. Rebecca Hall. She yeah. was in it, and she was a nobody at the time. Yeah. And now looking back, just part of a great a great cast. Oh yeah. But uh, starting off with the Illusionist, we're going chronologically here. Illusionist came out August 18, 2006. It's a drama mystery. The director is Neil Berger. Berger. I like that name. Neil has directed The Upside with Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston. A the Divergent. Upside. I've heard of that. Divergent. Which one? Divergent. Oh, no. I've seen I meant The Upside. Oh, yeah. That's that's, that's a ripoff of Untouchables or something that's like that. That's the French film. Yeah, that's the French film. Okay, because I remember seeing the French film. All yeah. Right. So that he directed good. that one. He directed, yeah. The the Upside. Yeah, which was the the copycat. Divergent, which film? Because there were three, right? I'm not really sure. You don't know? <laughs> and, and Limitless. With my, Matthew McConaughey? No, with the Bradley guy Cooper. from The Hangover. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Yeah. So, uh... Somewhat of a of a comedic, trying in uh, dramatic style. This one in the Illusionist, he um, he had a hell of a cast. You know, he had Edward Norton, Jessica Biel, Paul Giamatti, who I think, in my opinion, is, is a little bit underrated. Rufus Sewell, he was in Old. He did good in Old. I just didn't like Old. 
That's um, the M Night Shyamalan movie. I remember the movie I saw it, but who who was his actor? Who? He was the the rich guy who uh, who had the mental schizophrenia. Uh, no, um, the, Alzheimer's. Yeah, showing signs of Alzheimer's. Okay. Yeah, that movie was. Uh, yeah, he killed the other guy. He stabbed yeah, him. Yeah, that was weird. It was a weird movie. It was. It was. So, a quick synopsis of the Illusionist. Uh, without spoilers, asterisk. Without spoilers. Um, <laughs> Illusionist Eisenheim, which is a weird name. Say that five times. Illusion and Eisenheim. I already, I already messed yeah, up. Yeah, you messed up. I already up. messed up. It's okay. He returns back to Vienna after 15 years and is reunited with the childhood friend slash lover, Sophie, who's engaged to the crown prince of Hungary. I didn't even know it was Hungary. Hungary? Hungary? No, we just ate. We just ate. We just ate. I'm not hungry. Uh, Eisenheim and Sophie are, are still in love. And they are determined to run away together, like they did when they were kids. And so Sophie is quote-unquote murdered. And Eisenheim is determined to get revenge on the murderer. Not saying who. Ultimately succeeds, and at the same time pulls off the ultimate illusion. Staying true to the name, the illusionist. Right. <coughs> okay, so thinking about this movie... um. Yes, it did come before The Prestige, but I always categorize it or I always describe this movie as a as a diet prestige. It's a baby prestige. Which is sad cuz I will never say that this movie is bad or not worth watching. There's right. more good to say than there is bad. Right. But if somebody is coming up to me saying, "Hey, should I watch The Illusionist? It's an older movie. It's a, you know, we're thinking of watching it, let's say." I would say, uh, yeah, you could watch it, but why don't you watch The Prestige instead? Like, right. Like, it will always be second place, as you said, The Diet. It will always just be take the back seat to The Prestige. I feel like this is the more simplistic approach to the same concept. Uh, the Illusionist is um, is pretty bare compared to The Prestige, and you can't help but compare the, the two. They came in the same year, and they have somewhat same concepts or the same subjects. It's just that one seems to be more successful than the other. And I think that has a lot to do with the the writing or the route that it took. You got to take a look at, at the different types of directors. Christopher Nolan directed The Prestige. We'll get into that a little bit later. But Neil Berger, it's not to say that he's a, he's a top-notch director in Hollywood. He's directed some solid movies. But it's just not at the certain level that you're you're accustomed to when it comes to Christopher Nolan, of course, or that that standard that he sets. So it is a little bit more fantasy based, simplistic, and you kind of get what you get in this one. And yeah. I have no complaints on it. it. It's a pretty enjoyable film. Edward Norton does what Edward Norton does. Um, we're gonna get into that a little bit later uh, in the episode. But uh, I'm a big fan. I do believe that he is uh, one of the more solid actors, and a lot of his roles um, portray that. You know, he he really invests in his characters. He does, and this is a very good example of it. Eisenheim, that's weird. Yeah, I can't get past that. I do like the tricks, though. I do like the the, the illusions, quote unquote. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to spoil this one. This one, um... That's the thing with these movies. Yeah. It's tough. Like, we, we want to get into it. They're older. We could spoil. But yeah. I feel these movies are both worth watching enough 
Right. That even though it's been a decade and a half, like, right. go back and watch them. It, it's, if you've it's, never watched them. It's definitely worth it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it, it's free on YouTube. It's free on Peacock. Oh, it's free on YouTube. It's okay. free on YouTube. So, okay. you know, you don't have the excuse. You, you should definitely watch it. Um, yeah, a little twist. A little twist. I'm not going to say where, but a little twist does uh, does make a difference. Like I said, Paji Amati does a, a pretty good job as well. I think he's a little bit underrated. I think he's a solid performer. But uh, overall, I think the acting was pretty good. I was actually surprised by Jessica Biel in this one. She's a little childhood crush of mine. I'm not surprised. Good looking girl. I like her. <laughs> I remember her mainly from 51st Dates. 51st Dates? Sorry. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Yeah. There it you was go. an Adam Sandler movie. There you go. <laughs> My bad. Wrong movie. She was a baddie. Yeah, yeah. She, she was a baddie. She had her moment. And then Stealth. I remember Stealth. Stealth as well. I remember Stealth. She had yeah. a little stint, right? She did. What happened to her? She got married to Justin Timberlake, did she? Yikes. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And he cheated. Yikes. She did? He did. He? I'm, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking Bro, about. Bro, what's wrong with these people? I'm about to jump in Jessica's DMs. Shit. I won't cheat on you, girl. <laughs> She's like 45 now. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Tomatoes gave this movie a 73%. IMDb gave it a 7.6 out of 10. Film Purgatory score. I'm going to give it a 7. Nothing special. Nothing mind-blowing. But then at the other side of the spectrum... Nothing disappointing. It was a solid movie. Enjoyable. Would you say expected? The thing is, is that uh, I did see The Prestige before. And like I said, you can't help but make that comparison. Especially when you want, when you watch The Prestige first. Of course. You know, you're always going to make that comparison. No matter what um, direction each movie takes. But still, regardless of that fact, I feel like... The Illusionist was still enjoyable. I feel like the effects were great, especially considering it's 2006. Uh, they still hold up. I like it. Very simple, nothing over the top. So, uh, solid movie, 7 out of 10. Okay, that's a good score. Mm. I, I was actually expecting you to give it like a little higher. Nah. I thought you'd say like 7.5 or, nah. or 8. No I know decimal. you like Edward Norton. No decimals. I like Edward, but like... What no if it had nudity? Would you have given it a Okay, so if it had nudity... Like it, if it, Jessica Biel said, here are my milkers, if baby. Je- if Jessica Biel Eight. exposed herself, yeah, it would go a lot higher. Bro, you're sexist. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> In general, I like to think I want to be fair, right? Mm. And I try my best to be objective if I'm right. giving like an opinion, like, okay... Let me try to be as unbiased as possible. Mm-hmm. And if I cannot be unbiased, I will just admit it. Be like, I'm too biased. Right. You know I'm saying take it with a grain of salt. Mm. This is one of those movies where I don't care what era the movie is based on. Like the story is 1800, 17, modern day, whatever. Right. If it's a movie, anything remotely close to magic, the prestige will always be my standard. What a bitch. You know what I'm trying to say? So... Damn. This movie I happened to see before The wow. Prestige. Okay, it nice. was one of right. It was one of the early films, like when I was young, before I even was a teenager. Very cool. That I saw this movie. I saw this movie early, and I remember thinking like, like, oh, that was that was an interesting plot. That was right. an interesting story, and and I, I enjoyed the movie. Nice. I'm not gonna be a hater. Nice. And I will give that 
a 7.5. Wow. Enjoyable uh, film overall. I think it's tough to make a magic film or in a different era. I don't think it's done often for a reason. It's just not a, a topic that is easy to, to captivate your audience with. Mm. Um, so to me, the, the prestige is an exception, mm. not an example. And I mm. will open it. That's my bias. Mm. The Illusion is 7.5. It is a solid movie regardless. And I, I say that because it's kind of like gangster movies. Like Goodfellas will always be one out of one. It will always right. be considered one of the greatest films, period. Doesn't right. You don't have to put gangster film next to it. It's enjoyable. It's an amazing film. Right. To me, that's how prestige is. So <laughs> that's why The Illusionist and other, or you know, in general, just other magic movies are in, in the gangster category. Other gangster films would fall under that category. They'd be good. Right. But you're always going to be like, eh. It's good, but watch this one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Paula adored me. Solid movie. Definitely recommend it. Like we mentioned before, it is on YouTube for free. For the freeze. Damn, that's not a good look. It's not a good look at all. It's <laughs> not um, a good look. Damn. It is on Peacock for free. I think there's like other places you can watch it for free. Pluto TV has it. Tubi has it. Voodoo has it. Amazon Prime has it. All of them for free. So, yikes. Whatever. That's not a good look. It's not. I just hyped it up for a good five yeah, minutes. Yeah, you did. You did. Shit. You look like a clown now. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. You know what? Shots on me later. Yep. Going on to the more successful twin. Uh, going on to Prestige. The right. pre- Here, Here's where it gets good, huh? <coughs> the Prestige was made in 2006, October 20th. Is a mystery drama as well, and directed by, directed by the GOAT, Christopher, I do my own taxes, Nolan. I feel like... He for sure does his own taxes. I feel like he can. I tried once. Hmm. I did, I did three days in county. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Star-studded cast, Christian Bale, Hugh Jackman. You can stop there, honestly. That that's that's already stacked. Pretty pretty much. Yes. Yeah. Michael Caine, Scarlett Johansson, like you mentioned before, Re- Rebecca Hall, and Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis was in this one. I think, I think mm. this may be a wild comparison, mm. but and maybe you agree because this, this gonna is some, so this is going to be a strong statement. Oh. Watching Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale in a movie together, directed by Christopher Nolan, as a preteen. Feels like what a preteen now will be watching Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro in a movie by Martin Scorsese. That's the feeling I get with the Prestige, and that is the 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 type of standard that those actors and that director has set in both movies that I that I referenced. That was you, bold. You that's bold. You that have bold. to have a high standard. That is what you set. You know what really I'm trying cool. to say? So there is a 10-year-old, 11-year-old that will see Killers mm. of the Flower Moon. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I saw The Prestige as an 11-year-old. Right. That movie blew my mind. It was crazy. It was such a great film. I had to watch it again. Right. You have to watch it. Right. It's that good. Right, right. I think, you know, I hope, excuse me, I hope that Killers of the Flower Moon has that type of effect. And The Prestige, I'm just using that as an example. Because right. we already know what... What you know the the former is uh-huh. right. We know what what they are. We know the greats that the, the standard they set. Right. This movie is like a first of many hmm. because Christopher Nolan in 2006 hadn't done The Dark Knight. He, he had hadn't not. done Inception. He, he hadn't had. done Interstellar. Uh-huh. So he wasn't known for that standard. Mm-hmm. But that movie let everybody know 
this guy was gonna compete with any movie on the market. But Martin Scorsese, if you're making that comparison, Martin Scorsese has been established. Oh yeah, he's been established. Right. But I'm saying like a little kid won't know that. Right. Is my point. Like when you're young, you don't you don't know the greats. It's like if you're young and you see a a Denzel movie. Fuck them kids. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Like, right. Like when you're young, you don't appreciate greatness. Mm. It's kind of like if you were a 10, 15 year old, whatever, and you saw Michael Jordan. Now, as a grown ass man, you're like, yo, I was privileged. Mm. Think about us. We were privileged to see Tom Brady for two decades. I can't believe you actually said that. I was thinking that, and I can't believe you of all you people said I'm that. You think I'm a hater? I'm just you're a realist. You're a hater. I'm a realist. Okay, that's fine. We got we have the privilege of seeing Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, bro. As long as you it, it, Aaron acknowledge Rogers, it, you, you know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I had to stop there. I had to stop there. <laughs> let's 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 cut it off right there. But no, I I agree. Um. That's a bold statement to say, uh, especially considering that the fact that we haven't seen Killers of the Flower Moon yet. I, I would like to agree with you, but, uh, you know, we have been burned before. We have, we have. Um, you know, directly by Maria's fault. <laughs> directly <laughs> recommending Midsommar and uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is, but I would like to believe that. I would like to... To, to really stand by by what you said because you know I, I feel very strongly about the prestige just like just like you do this is a this is a top-notch movie this is the pinnacle in, in my opinion you know and um it, it's just very much enjoyable not just the casting not just the the soundtrack not just the storytelling but everything you know the, the plot it's it's really it the bee's knees this is it so uh going into it a little bit uh, you have the synopsis of of well, what happened yeah, in this movie? I mean, off the top of my head, because yeah. I've seen this movie maybe five times. Right. But I mean, not recently, but it's so good. I, I you know, <laughs> <laughs> basically, start, there's two magicians. Right. Love is always involved, right? Uh-huh. But it wasn't the focus in this movie, which is something I really appreciate. You know, it was always involved, but it turns out revenge, hatred, envy was the grand motivator for this movie, right? Power, glory. Most of all, would you say glory? I would say one more than the other because it's two magicians competing against each other. Yeah. And that's really the premise of the movie. Uh, it's Hugh Jackman against Christian Bale's character. And they're two magicians up and coming. And it shows them growing up and pretty much competing against each right. other. Going from being just acts like local acts to being nationwide names, like big right. names, like headliners. Right, right, right. Both of them. There's a betrayal. There is betrayal. There's a little bit of family drama. There's tragedy. There's tragedy. There's tragedy. Which is depicted very well. And I would say it it, uh, it drives one of the characters more so than the other. Correct. Um, and that's where the revenge comes into it. You know, wanting to... To have the other's life. Right. One finds happiness. One finds tragedy. And, and it's just competition against the, these, these two magicians. But... In comparison to the Illusionist, well, aside from the fact friend, that there, there's two characters instead of one character in the Illusionist, there's a little bit more realism in this one. There's tragedy in this one, not to say that there's none in the Illusionist. It's just that it's a little bit more relatable. I feel like some of the tragedies experienced by one character um, is very much relatable, and I feel like it would, it would be something that anybody can succumb to. You know, having this this sense of, of dread and and revenge and and remorse over somebody and 
and and just try to to bring them down to your level right. out of grief i think it's very relatable and i think that it's it's very well portrayed by christopher nolan and even more so acted by no hugh jackman and christian bale i mean right. the top of the top but the actors are talented enough and the movie is well written enough the characters not just the plot but the characters are well written enough you could probably switch the roles you know you could go back in time you give christian bale hugh jackman's role and you give hugh jackman christian bale's role and you probably still get you know a, as good of a quality of a film of course like that's the type of film that this is you know what i'm saying that's the quality that they bring scene in scene out you know what i'm saying again and that's not even including scarlett johansson right michael kane rebecca hall hmm but i think the main driving point between above everything else is the screenplay oh yeah i think this movie every single thing that they say in this movie is deep it has meaning it's philosophical it you know it tackles your morals your ethics and then to put the cherry on top, you not only have one plot twist, you have a plot twist within the plot twist. That's my favorite part of the whole of film. Of course. Like course. this movie is, is wild. I think the fact that really drives this movie is the fact that the entire movie is a prestige. The entire movie is a magic trick. It's a magic trick. Yes. So they, they explained that um, in the movie there, there's three parts to a magic trick. What was it? It was the, the pledge, the turn, and, the and then prestige. the prestige. Correct. And so the pledge was was taking something ordinary and making it unordinary and or was that the the turn either way the the prestige was basically the reveal or, or the the magic the end of the magic trick and yeah. the entire movie ended up being a prestige that that was crazy it was right. fantastic the concept was so great um it was included amongst the 1001 movies you must see before you die by steven schneider very highly regarded like you said, the the screenplay is, is fantastic. Um, I like dialogue. If dialogue a, was good. But I'm can, a big fan of dialogue. Good can, dialogue. Can you believe that this was, despite the, the, the success this movie has, it was the lowest rated movie that Christopher Nolan had on Rotten Tomatoes at 76%. Which is why I could wipe my ass with Rotten Tomatoes. It, it was surpassed by Interstellar by 71%. And I agree with you normally. You know, when it comes to, um, you know, critic reviews, it's not the same thing as, as the fans. Because they're looking for certain things. The criteria is not the same. To me, I mean, nah, I can't, I can't stress this enough. This movie is just the bee's knees, you know, the pinnacle, the pinnacle of, of cinema. Right. Like I mentioned already, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 76%. IMDb gave it an 8.5 out of 10. Film purgatory score. 10 out of 10. Fuck. I, I think that was expected. Damn. Um, Fuck. There, there are few, few movies mm. that from beginning to end have you in a trance, have you captivated, have you so in, involved, so invested, not only in the characters, but you have to know where the story is going, like what's going to happen. Right. There are a few movies that have that type of pacing. Like I said, screenplay, acting. How about just acting? Just less props again to these guys. You have any lesser two actors, and you can make a case that the movie is okay. It's not mm. that great. Right. We're talking about two really fantastic actors, um, an amazing director. Ten out of ten. Everything about this movie, any aspect you want to talk to me about, 
there is it's a flawless film to me mm. it is a one of the few we're talking about prestige level filmmaking <laughs> flawless type of film nice nice i'm gonna give it a 9.97 okay <laughs> nah, i'm not mad at that i'm not nah, mad at nah, that nah, it's bullshit. a seismic scale nah 10 out of 10, 10, that's, out of 10. That, that's 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 top notch um <clears throat> i understand i understand um it's a little confusing Christopher Nolan has this tendency of, of requiring your full attention when it comes to cinema. And that's something that I personally have never complained about. But I understand the casual moviegoer might have quarrels with that because they don't want to try to pay attention to every detail in which this movie is a perfect example. Every detail goes into the final product. Correct. And, and when you pay attention to this movie, granted, it's not, it's not a short film. It's, it's pretty long. And you can make an argument that it's it's a little bit dragged out to the average moviegoer. I understand. I get it. I'm not trying to argue with you. But the fact of the matter is, if you invest the time, if you invest the investment, or if you invest your, your attention to it, it's so much worth it. This movie is fantastic. It's 10 out of 10. There's nothing that is unnecessary. And it's just a very much enjoyable film. I understand if, if you don't agree with it, but to me and to, and to and to you, of course, film purgatory. We rated a ten out of ten. It's it's the bee's knees, man. It's top top quality film, acting, story, sound, music, everything. Top ten out of ten. <clears throat> you can watch this movie if you haven't seen this already. Uh, you can rent it on Vudu, Amazon Prime, Apple TV. YouTube, I don't know. I, I don't know what you do. I bought it. I bought mine. <laughs> That's a movie worth buying. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. <coughs> so, Fredo, this week, I know you wanted to talk about some movies you, you watched. Yeah, I did see, uh, I saw Elvis. I went to see Elvis. It's, on, uh, it's in theaters right now. You know, I'm not a fan of biopics. I just think that's um, a little bit of a cheat code. Uh, but as far as biopics go, I think this was a, a, a pretty good movie. Austin Butler plays Elvis. Tom Hanks plays... Uh, his manager? His manager, something Parker. Hold on, Skippy has that information for us. Skippy? That's right. Tom. Tom Parker. Tom Moneybags Parker? Tom Moneybags. I let... Christopher Nolan, do my taxes, Parker. Okay. Actually, uh, Doc Cray Montgomery. I butchered that one. He was on, um, he was a Red Ranger in, in Power Rangers. Hey, which Power Rangers? SPD? The, no, man, the, the, the most recent one. He was, he's also in Stranger Things. He was Billy in Stranger you're Things. You're talking, oh, Billy. Okay, yeah, I know yeah, what you're yeah. talking about. I know what you're yeah, talking see, about. I wanted to say Power Rangers because everyone relates him to Billy in Stranger Things, right. but. You know I like poverty. Yeah, that's why. You okay, know? I appreciate. I, th- I, see, I, thought, I, can... I thought you would. You know. I appreciate. Everyone that. overlooks that movie. Shouts on me. <laughs> um, solid movie. Solid movie. I was very much surprised. Austin Butler, I think, did a fantastic job as Elvis Presley, and uh, Tom Hanks. You know, Tom Money Banks Hanks. I mean, come on. Expected. You know, expected. He, you know, he's gonna come through. But uh, you know, one of the aspects of this movie that I really enjoyed is the fact that they don't romanticize the the characters. As much biopics do, I think that they do a pretty good job in uh, in showing their true colors and, and showing their flaws, both Elvis Presley and Tom 
and yeah. Tom uh, Parker. I gotta say, there was some stuff that I didn't know about Elvis. Granted, this is a biopic, so you know Hollywood's gonna take some liberties with some certain details. But I did do some research, and a lot of it is pretty much accurate. I'm not saying this is a 10 for 10 accuracy in as far as movies go, but yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty solid. Okay. So I did enjoy this one. Um, I do recommend it. I'd say I'd give it about a seven, seven point five. It's pretty solid. Uh, again, as far as biopics go, I think that uh, when it comes to biopics, it's a little bit the standard is is lowered a little bit because right, right. it's kind of it's kind of a cheat code. You already have an example. It's more of a money grab. Yeah, pretty much. I get it. But yeah, Elvis, guys, Elvis is uh, in theaters. Go watch it, or don't. I don't care. I don't know what you do. Uh, next week, Brian. Next week. We're going to do similar to Prestige and Illusionist with good plot twists. We're going to do some mind-blowing films. Mind-blowing films. Some films we thought were, or people at the time, I should say, felt was mind-blowing, right? Yeah, I remember seeing one of these movies uh, when I was really young. Um, I did mention Edward Norton earlier, and I wanted to bring it up now. Edward is going to be the subject of my my recommendation, Fight Club. Fantastic movie. Uh, I feel like... It's pretty mind-blowing. I remember seeing it when I was a kid. Didn't really understand what was going on. It's one of those movies where you appreciate when you're when, when you're when older. You're older, for sure, for yeah. sure. As far as the concept goes. And there's nudity, so. Yes, that's true. That's you know. true. Elena Bonham Carter, she's in this film. She plays the, what'd you say, the love interest? or the? Pretty much, pretty much. Um, Brad Pitt is in, in this one. Brad Pitt. Solid. It's kind of carried. By Brad Pitt and Edward Norton? Yeah. I don't know. I just like the concept. It's pretty mind-blowing. We'll get into it. It we'll is. It is. Yeah. Um, and then my pick is going to be, a, I would say, an instant classic. I think people love this film. Overall, it holds up well over time. It's rewatchable. Right. And that's The Usual Suspects. Solid movie. I bought that one, too. That's, a, that's worth buying. And buying movies. Left and right. <laughs> Yikes. And you're going to the movies, bro. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Hey, bro, check, check your credit card balance. That might be... I think I might have this uh, midlife crisis a little bit early. Quarter life, quarter life. Quarter life crisis. Checking in early. You did get a bike, too. Oh. I did get a bike. Oh, shit. All right. We'll have the intervention next week. So, um, <laughs> I guess film purgatory will be delayed one week. <laughs> but um, it's going to be a solid week. Mind-blowing week. Mind-blowing week. Morty's mind blowers and not mind blowing from Slappy Top. <laughs> but that's gonna do it, guys. We really appreciate the support and all the feedback. If you like today's episode or have ideas for future episodes, you should definitely get in contact with us. You can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Our username is Film Purgatory or Film Underscore Purgatory. And please remember to turn on all notifications on your streaming services so you know as soon as we drop the latest episode. Thanks again, guys, and we'll see you next week.